This is the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy. For a limited time only, get any size soft drink for just $1 at Macca's. Well, happy Monday, everyone, and Hi. guess what? Uh, Dolly. Meet Dolly. Uh, Dolly Parton and Pitbull, the Cuban uh, singer-songwriter and a rapper, uh, they've got a song out, and it's finally here. I it's ready to drop. believe it. I mean, mm. I love Dolly. I've loved Dolly, even as an actress, ever since I saw her in Still Magnolias. Oh, she's the best. You've seen that, haven't you? Still Magnolias, oh, that yeah. movie from 89. One 89. of the greatest, powerful <laughs> movies that I've never, ever watched and never will. Uh, but they have teamed up, so you know the song 9 to 5. Everyone knows this by Dolly Parton. It's one of my favourite things to sing around the house as I tumble out of bed and I stumble in the kitchen. I love Dolly Parton. You my mum's such a big ambition. fan. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I just lose my mind. Um, but, but it's a famous track and now they've ruined it. So you ready for this? Yep. This right. is called Powerful Women. It's Dolly actually rapping in it. Here we go. Here goes Dolly with her rap. Equal rights. Now, some of us are pit bulls, too. We appreciate the things you do. Thanks again for shining a light on the women that work from nine to five. My pleasure. Dolly. Oh, no. Mr. <laughs> 305, Mr. Worldwide. Is that well, really Dolly Parton rapping? It's a great way to end your career after 50 years, isn't it? <laughs> Dan and Christy. Dan and Christy. This is the most Aussie name ever. So um, there's nothing like a cute few baby names on the wireless. We love to talk about baby names all the time. There's always peak baby nameness in Australia. I am in so many Facebook groups of mm-hmm. baby name chats. Are you? Yes, of course. you're a colossal loser. And so, you know what? You should join these groups okay. because I have found the best Facebook groups for so many baby names for inspo. Like, I've just spent so much time <laughs> doing this. And the way people even come up with baby names, like they put names in a hat. That's oh, do they? Cool. And just yeah. pull it out. Oh, that, that would work. They well, do. They, that's what they do. They pull it out. Mm. Well, they, they didn't to make a baby. Well, yeah, to make a baby, I, you do the opposite. You get what I mean? So, anyway, this name that we've discovered... Um, via this audio grab and the um, and the woman who's posted about it. Look, I'm going to be honest. I you don't like think it. it? It's not that I like it. It's just I don't think it's the worst name I've ever heard. Okay, here we go. It's not Snag or Sheila or Shane or even Australia. This is what uh, she called her baby. My son's name is Holden Commodore. <laughs> and originally we wanted to call him Commodore, but um, it's actually legal in Australia. It's on the list of illegal names to call your child. Holden Commodore suits him perfectly. People are going to probably start copying me with the name because it's so cool. And he's yeah. doing doughies in the car park right now, Holden Commodore. Um, that's pretty bad. You'd have baby name regret, right? Like later in life you go, oh, I might actually change their name, well, Holden Commodore. She sounds pretty committed to it because mm. you can't say Commodore. You can't call your baby in Australia Commodore. It's a very um, high-ranking uh, official position within the Navy, so therefore mm. it's on the illegal list. Um, but you know what? I thought about this and no judgment from me. I reckon that mum's and baby naming, all that sort of stuff, is they're all so much, there's shame attached to it. People get slammed for what they call their baby name. So I was like, you know what, babe? You want to call your kid Holden Commodore? Commodore Holden yeah. Commodore? Then you call your Go kid Holden it, really? Commodore. I mean, this is, I, and the brothers Datsun 180B <laughs> and Suzuki Bellino, Mitsubishi Cult, the Nissan X-Trails around the corner. Datsun's a pretty cool name. Mm. Datsun. Yeah, Datsun will go all right. I might suggest that in the Facebook chat. <laughs> Dan and Christy. Dan and Christy. Treasure on 131060. You found some treasure in the attic, as you do. I did. Well, actually, credit goes to Carpenter Gavin. 
uh, absolute legend. We are renovating our house at the moment, and I've got to say, I love this. Out of all the things I've done in my life, mm-hmm. it's probably the best thing that I've ever done is just the freedom to know, because mm-hmm. I've rented most of my life, right? Like, we never thought we would buy a house, and we just bought an old place that needs a lot of work, but that's fine. And you like that. I love it. I, I couldn't lo- think of anything it. worse. When I bought a house, I'm like, I don't want to do anything to this house. <laughs> I want it to be livable, and I never want to renovate in my oh, life. I just love it so much. I mm-hmm. loved ripping up the carpet. I love going around and just changing stuff and painting. Like, you get to have so much creative freedom, rearranging stuff. But anyway, Carpenter Gavin came around because I said to hubby Justin, I was like, I reckon we could knock that wall down into laundry. Let's just try. Mm-hmm. He comes around our carpenter. He has to climb up into the roof to, to kind of check out the levelling, etc. Watch out for the snakes. And that's my... <laughs> well, you, you can laugh at me, but how many videos have we seen, right? When in you Queensland. see like, <laughs> people pulling big, big, big-ass snakes out of the roof. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But uh, Carpenter Gavin found a newspaper from 1992, and I did at first <laughs> think, oh, I'll just throw it out. But I went like, no, no, this is a little piece of history of mm. the house. Like, you could get it framed, just the front cover or the front page, because it's still yeah. a pretty good nick. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it says 1992, and this was the year that this song came out. Well, number he, one. he actually found Billy Ray Cyrus's <laughs> career up there, too. Uh, but on 131060, this is what we're asking you. What treasure did you find? Jasmine from Mornington, what treasure did you find? Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of geocaching before. No, no babe. What is that? Um, so people like on the internet, they post up coordinates and then you try and go find them. <gasps> that is so <gasps> cool. I would love to do that. That's like it's a real really life treasure cool. hunt. It is. So, um, I do it with my daughter. So my daughter's three and, um, it's a good chance to get out in the bush, go for a bit of bushwalk, you know, look, look around a bit mm. and then you find the, the cache and it's sometimes... Um, got swaps in it, so that's the treasure for my daughter. Okay. <laughs> so so cool. someone, someone just, just... Yeah, okay. So it's a big game of hide and seek. So what do you get if you find the person? So, so you're not finding a person. They mm. leave a, a, like a weatherproof container there. Oh. Ah. And, and you sign a log to say you've found it. That is so cool. That takes me back to my girls' brigade days, which is like yeah. scouts, you know, like kind of the equivalent. <laughs> I love that. Dib, dib, dog, dog. <laughs> I want to join this group, Jazz, and do it with you. (laughs) Boyd from El Verada. Now, what uh, treasure have you found? Um, So, up the back of our house, we found, I mean, my dad found this coin underneath the ground, and then we started digging up there, and we found lots of coins, old coins, and like 20 or 30 of them. Oh, my goodness, Boyd. That's so exciting. Have you kept the queens? Yes. They'll be worth a lot of money one day, Boyd. Yeah. And what year are they from? 1870. Oh, the 1870 coins. Whoa, it's like a gold rush. You're very lucky, Boyd. Hang on to them. Lisa from Tongala, what have you found? What treasure have you found? Yeah, hi. Um, we found a heap of glass bottles, like really old antique glass bottles under the floor of a house. That is so we're cool. When we Wow, like as in um, people were having dinner parties and stuff like that? No, like really old, like Coke bottles and those old antique green um, bottles and oh, stuff. Oh, yes. I Have you been that. on the net and found out how much they're worth? Uh, we actually sold a heap of them. There was several thousand dollars worth. Really? It was amazing. It was so good. Oh, my yeah. God. I want to find something like that. I found a paper from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing some of the stuff that you find, like especially demolishing houses. Not only do you get to throw around a, a sledgehammer, but 
some of the some of the stuff that you can find is incredible. And then you can demolish more stuff with all the cash you get. <laughs> Sweet. It's the best fun. It is the best fun. I love it. Bradford Shepherd and bring us home, mate. What treasure did you find? It's a mule coin, mate. Oh, a mule coin. A what? Yeah. A mule coin. What's that? So that is a one dollar coin that's been stamped with a ten cent die from the mint, and they're the year two thousand. Right, yeah. and, and they're worth a fair bit. The mule coin. They can be, mate. Yeah, dependent on condition, from a couple hundred to a couple grand. Okay, I was expecting a coin shaped like a donkey and a horse. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fly away as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, well, Whoa. you're a bit of a jackass, Brad. Brad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Sit ass. Yeah, bloody yo. You could sell that for $4,000, Google tells me. Yeah, yeah. Depending on conditions, though, it is a bit rough. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'd get at least 500 bucks for it. Yeah. All right, anyone, 131060. Worst second change, guys. Worst second change. Change is as good as a holiday. Dan and Christy. Hits Dan and Christy. Hyundai Monday. Oh, it's back. 2024, it's been a long cricket season, but AFL returns this week. Opening round. There's only four games. It's a weird, weird time in the AFL. I don't know why they even did this. All right, Mm. so you are the world's greatest Carlton fan. That's right. And that's who you're backing again. The biggest. (laughs) The blue flaggers, although we had the worst preseason campaign, I think, of all time. We just got flogged pretty lacklustre. Oh, I know. Can I say, I really want Carlton just to win the entire premiership so that you are in a good mood because... <laughs> the devastation that you feel when you come to work. It mm-hmm. kills me to see you so sad. But then having said that, Hubby Justin will just be devastated if Richmond Tigers don't win again. So. Oh, they won't win. Uh, definitely not this year. Uh, they've lost all their good players, you know. Or okay. they've lost their form a little bit. Oh, they might be all right. Maybe yeah, top eight. Didn't they just win like three in a row, basically? Yeah. Like 2017, 2019, yeah, 2020. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Yeah, there was a few uh, premierships. They've got a dynasty, but Carlton haven't won one since 1995. My uh, sister but... does go for Collingwood. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, does she? Yeah. The, well, you don't right. like uh, them, do you? She's a, I might pay a conjugal visit to her jail. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Brisbane take on Carlton on Friday, but Sydney Melbourne is on Thursday. So we thought we might do football and movies for Punday Monday today. Are you ready for the challenge? I came up with three. I mean, I don't know if they're it's any good, good but look, start. I'm here for it. I don't think we're going to win like an ACRA award, but you know, that's a radio <laughs> award. But let's give it a go, yeah, shall we? Yeah, we will. I, I've, I've got a feeling that you're going to do it. This Tell is us. it, is it? Yep. All right, you got the drum thing over mm. there? Okay. Bruce Willis stars in <laughs> Try Hard. Try Hard. Oh, that's NRL. Yeah, that's pretty good. Isn't it? I freaking thought it There's was no a tries. try. Oh, see, that's what I said in to AFL. you off there. I said, it I could don't be know terminology's right. <laughs> try Hard. That's, that's really good. <gasps> I'm glad you tried hard with Thanks, that one. Thanks, my friend. All right, well, how about this one? Hawthorne and Port Adelaide Premiership player that ate all of the pies. Ten things I hate about Stuart Jew. You don't know who Stuart Drew is. No, but I get it. I like what you did with it. It's great. This he, is going well. He was well. also the Gold Coast coach, but it got he fired. Did. Yep. Oh, so. he got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about him before. <laughs> All right. Well, I got another one. I mean, I don't know how this is going to land, but let's see how we go. <laughs> Good. John Travolta stars in Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Kiction. <laughs> Pulp Kiction. Oh, that's very clever. Oh, thanks. That's uh, that's a very good one. What about this one? This is an NRL one. We'll go with your your try uh, stuff. So he most notably played for the Parramatta Eels and loves toys, Buzz and Woody. It's Fooey Fooey Moy Moy story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a mark. That's, that's what it is, isn't it? You're in figuring AFL? it out now. Oh, Jesus. It's a mark. 
Mark, you got another not one? a try. Oh. Yeah, I got yeah. one more. All right, yeah, I got one yeah, more. Yeah, but th- Mark hard wouldn't work, would it? No, that's the thing. It didn't rhyme, did it? <laughs> no. That's why I had to be a try hard. All right, just roll the thing. <laughs> I didn't do the intro. Ball rat. <laughs> Ball rat. All right. That's yeah, very good. Well, all right, I've got one more. All get right, us out of here. Let's get us out of here. Collingwood Football Club cheer squad star with Tom Hanks in Toothless in Seattle. Hits <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Christy. What's trending? Well, this is the greatest thing that have has ever happened. It's a very Australian thing to do, quite simply, to have a drink, usually alcohol from a shoe. But one of our favourites has done it, Kylie Minogue, presented with a Global Icon Award at the Brit Awards. Does a shoey live on stage. She did. I feel bad for Kylie. I don't even know if she actually wanted to do it, but then, like, the performer in her just kind of goes with it and she didn't mm. want to, you know, she didn't want the. That's the rule of showbiz, like, mm. always goes on, right? Go so with it. She's a good sport, though, and she had fun with it by the sounds of it. Um, but it's Kylie Minogue, and she's doing a shoey. Yeah, Charlene. Charlene. This is me to not go with an Aussie tradition of a shoey. So, will Kylie Minogue do a shoey with me at the Brits? If I ask for your shoe, can I do that? Yeah? Oh, it is Everyone wants to see. Should we do it? All right. Do I do this? does sound like peer pressure, doesn't it? There we go. Right. Kylie, here we go. Kylie, you ready? Cheers. 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 And they do it. <laughs> good on you, Kylie. A good honour. What a legend, you know. I mean, we saw when Harry Styles came out to Australia, uh, he kind of embraced that Aussie culture and he did one as well. Mm-hmm. And that was at least him just doing it on his own accord. Yeah. So I don't know if Kylie wanted to do that, but, you know, she was a good sport and had fun with it. And she's uh, sold over 80 million records. Uh, the first uh, female artist to get number one albums five consecutive decades. Can you imagine that success? I love Ridiculous. that she's had so much success over uh, in the UK because when she first went to the UK, um, she had to really work to get the respect. Like, she was from Neighbours. She was Charlene from Neighbours, mm-hmm. and she went over to the UK. And didn't they mechanic. call it like, the, the singing budgie? Like, they are <laughs> yeah. really cool over in the UK. They're nasty until you win them over. It's like, when you get the respect of British people in the UK in the arts world, then you've got it for life. They mm-hmm. love you, but it takes a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, even ads. I went When I was in London, I was watching just, you know, your free-to-air commercials. They were really good. You had, like, top actors in, like, the, the ads were incredible. Mm. A lot better than, like, some of the Australian ads. And so my point is they have a really high standard to what they think is good in terms of their entertainment industry. So good on her for for doing Australia so proud, but actually smashing that and getting through it and being so successful overseas as well. Oh, she's done very well. We should do a showy right now in tribute <laughs> to Kylie. Who performed at the wedding because Rihanna's been blasted? I know, which is so unfair. Rihanna is so talented, the singer. Like, who doesn't love Rihanna? Anyway, mm. and so she performed at India's richest family's wedding and mm-hmm. she got five million Pound, like not dollars, pounds. A, wow, a that's lot double of in Australia. That's yeah, a lot that's, of pounds. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful <laughs> with Rihanna? Um, but yeah, a lot of people said she just collected a check. She did 90 minutes, barely dancing as well. But uh, what do they want? No. Blood, like I said, I mean, she's, you know, had babies and she just, she still sang and was really professional. And what you can see, she yeah. looked really nice. And that's the most important thing is that mm. she looked like she had a lovely attitude. She wished, wished the couple well. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly got their money's worth. I mean, she's Rihanna. If she's worth Five million pounds for ninety minutes. Well, that's what you—that's what you pay if you want that caliber of talent. Well, then you got to pay for it. You know, like you get that when you're you're emceeing stuff, right? Oh yeah, I can't be bothered at the best of times. I didn't (laughs) even get paid. (laughs) You, you problem with you as well. You Mm. undersell your stuff when you, I think, when you're like doing trivia Mm. or um, MC stuff. I was like, we probably could get a bit more for that. You're like, nah. 
150 or 100 bucks. Just don't rate myself. Good, like, I yeah. Set the bar low, guys. <laughs> uh, but 131060, who performed at your wedding? Stewie, who performed at your wedding? The lovely, the wonderful, the talented, the remarkable childhood entertainer, Peter Coombe. Peter Coombe. Yes, I love Peter, Peter Coombe. Coombe was at my wedding. Um, clearly hasn't got a lot going on these days. Uh, <laughs> was he five million pounds? Uh, he, he was reasonably... Uh, Affordable is probably the way to describe it. But I spend more on Peter Coombe. We spend more on Peter Coombe than anything else for our wedding. So I was like, hey, <laughs> this is going to be the fun part. Like, we we really did sac- make sacrifices so we could get Peter Coombe. And it was so much fun. It was just like everyone reverted back to childhood. Mm. Uh, newspaper hats galore. Oh, um, yeah. Everyone was sort of sitting cross legs. Um, parents were like a bit awkward and not know what's going on. But mum secretly like... Jeez, I still want to take Peter Cone home. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, did That's he sing so Juicy Juicy Greengrass too and Chopsticks and all these classics? Oh, all the classics. I think there was a Beatles song thrown in for good measure. It was, it was just... <laughs> he's doing doing covers. How yeah. did this all come about, Stuart? Did, did your wife have a thing for Peter Coombe, or was this you? Like, do you yeah, guys look, role so, play and you play Peter? Like, well, I don't mean to pry. In pray. the latter stages of, of his career, Peter's been doing gigs for adults. So mm. um, there was one like famous gig where I think it was a uni, and um, some guy um, adult gig, and he went and bought a pizza, and then the belly flop in a pizza bit. He's just put the pizza on the ground and just landed and belly flopped in a pizza. <laughs> and it's <laughs> did you fry an so, egg in a slippery dip? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So because there's like priests and he's doing adult gigs, I'm like, I'm just going to send him an email and see. Hey man, have you got anything going on this day? And he, he agreed, and it was a winery wedding, and um, him and his, his keyboard guy came out. And it was it was just a heap of fun, and I'd I'd do it again in a heartbeat. And also the other reason we went for Peter Coombe was Daryl Braithwaite was not available. That day. <laughs> yes. But good morning to my beautiful 89-year-old grandpa who listens every morning to us, Dan, on the Listener app. Oh, my God. Grandpa is listening right now. Uh, well, hopefully he's awake. Um, he's an early riser, but this is so cute, Dan. Over the weekend, we took Grandpa to go and live in a nearby nursing home. Oh, he's moved cool. down to where we live, uh, and Grandpa is now close by in his nursing home. Still in great health. He's got his little walker stick, but... How old is he now? He's 89, so oh, he's, yeah. you know, he's doing well, and oh, my God, it's so cute. Like, when you put... As anyone would know, if you've put um, a parent or seen a grandparent in a nursing home and looking after them, because I was a bit worried that it was kind of going to be about, you know, that. remember that movie, Look Who's Talking? I do that? remember the grandpa from that. We're stopping for a bite to eat. <laughs> no, this is your new place. They got good shrimp here. That's what it's like. You mm. seriously have to answer so many questions. Like, mm. Grandpa has his TV on the way, which hubby Justin has to set up. Like, mm. oh, my God, Grandpa has it better than us. Grandpa mm. is loving it. He is gets he? his sugar. He gets his cake delivered. He's like, all the nurses love him, and I he love loves it. I like, like meals, <laughs> yeah. social activities, just the personal care that you get at that I age. I know if I get to 89, oh, which no. would be a hell of a knock. <laughs> I, I'm not, not going to be walking very well. But it would be nice to... You know, hang out with other people too, play some backgammon and two up, that I kind of stuff. I know, and that's the thing with the with the beautiful oldies, with them spending time together. Because I saw, I kind of was watching this moment with a lovely old lady and a lovely old man, but I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if they like each other. It was a bit like there was like a grumpy kind of tension behind them. So what an uncomfortable living environment <laughs> this is. So don't need roommates, but um, yeah, it, it, it changes in life, doesn't it? That's the you know the golden years.
That's of your life. That's the thing. And you know what? And I really did witness this as well. And I said to my mum, Mama Deb, um, who is Grandpa's daughter, because mum mm. was annoying me. She was like a little bit impatient with Grandpa because he's old and he's asking questions. And I said, Mum, be patient with Grandpa. You've got to treat your father now like you know, a baby because he is at that stage where he doesn't understand mm. stuff and, you know, like they look after us when we were babies and then it becomes our turn to treat them like a baby and look mm-hmm. after them, you know. So it's precious years ahead. Well, hope, hopefully years. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, yeah, Grandpa, sure. you've got a lot of life left in you. Um, but, it, you know, it just was that nice reminder that we're so lucky. I mean, I'm in my late 30s and I have a grandfather, you mm. know, so I really want to make an effort to go and have coffee with him as much as I can every day, go and see him, take him out for a little adventure, sit there and hang out with the other people in the nursing home and just kind of and mesh myself with it. The food is really good too, mm-hmm. can I just say? I tell you what, I would retire right now <laughs> if I had meals every single day and in a communal area too, but hopefully the nurses are nicer than the ones in Look Who's Talking. What's going on? Look, I'm a hostage. He's not a hostage. He's a mean old bastard. <laughs> you see what he did to my arm? And he gave the nurse a black eye. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to Grandpa doing that. Dad and Christy. We're talking about the best beaches. Millions of beaches. Beaches for me. Look out. Because uh, they uh, sandy beaches are all around Australia, but uh, right, the pristine coastlines have now uh, official bragging rights uh, for far north Queensland's Palm Cove. It got given the top gong of the Condi Nast Traveller magazine's world's best beach in the world. Congratulations. Give me a break. Like, yay that it's an Australian beach. Mm-hmm. Yay. I mean, that's great. But great we have so many better beaches, and I'm just going to say this on air, and I reckon literally everybody will agree, mm-hmm. Queensland beaches are not the best beaches. The no. sand in a Queensland beach is terrible. They're always a lot darker than lovely, fresh, what, yellow? Yep. bright white sand. They're mm-hmm. a lot more yellow. Everything wants to eat you, sting you, etc. Like, you can't <laughs> swim in these beaches. No, there's crocodiles, there's jellyfish. In fact, I went to Port Douglas and people just said, seriously, do not go in the water. No, and you're don't. Like, oh, okay. Uh, why? Because if you've got explosive flesh, something's going to bite you. Mm. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, I this know. doesn't seem relaxing. It seems more stressful than it, anything. It really is. Like, Hubby Justin and I, um, we hired a motor van, camper van, whatever, motor car. <laughs> motor home. Yeah, the old motor car. You know, those know motor cars, anyway. About? And we drove from Brisbane to Airlie Beach uh, hmm. up north. And Airlie Beach was beautiful, don't get me wrong. A stunning place. The gateway to the Sundays, mm. And it was a lovely environment. The water was crystal clear. But I was standing on the sand and I was like, nah. New South Wales, Victoria, yeah. Tassie have yeah. much better beaches, you know. It's true. If Even you Western have... Australia has better ones. It does. And this is the world, by the way. Like This is the world list. So, like, Hawaii uh, gets snubbed. Um, Byron Bay was number four, which is I- interesting. That's just because of the Hemsworth. Where's, like, the Maldives yeah. on this list? Yeah, or exactly. Bora Bora, yeah. you know. Where or it's... Fiji or, you know, Tahiti, anywhere. Places we Pacific. haven't gone for <laughs> no, a long time. I've never been to any of the places, <laughs> but I've seen the pictures. But even in Greece and Seychelles and South. South Africa have amazing beaches, but that's number one, Queensland. I uh, know. Like, like, mm. like I said, it's good that it's Australian. I went to the Maldives many, many, many years ago. I've been two times. I was lucky enough to go on different romantic vacations with mm-hmm. boyfriends, different boyfriends. Oh. Anyway, and I got off the uh, the plane and I walked out and I got on 
to go to a, like a hotel resort in the Maldives, you get a boat there, and I seriously lost my breath at mm. how beautiful it was. Like it was incredibly glorious, crystal clear water, the most beautiful water that you've mm. ever seen. But it matched that with the white sand, and you could swim in the water, and it wasn't all like stingrays and stuff no. like that. So it was a better environment. Because we've got our producer Maddie, who is a Queenslander, and mate, you lived in Gladstone. Do they have a beach up that way? <laughs> uh, the closest thing we had to a beach was there was some sand that they'd pumped in, and then the second you went past the waterline, it was just mangrove mud. Oh. So yeah. you didn't really swim there. Plus, okay. you know, the needles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for limited time only, get any size soft drink for just $1 at Macca's. That was the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy.